Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Living in Hope. I am your host, Cassie Barrett. Okay, so I know I say this every time, and I mean it every time, but I'm going to say it again. You guys, you are going to love this one. I had so much fun sitting down with Aaron and Emily Classic. You know, they are so cute. Oh, I'm not even kidding. I was sitting here watching them six feet apart. Don't worry. (laughs) But I was watching them as they were sharing their story. They were just looking at each other is like so in love, just like sweet little high school sweethearts or something, just sitting there chatting and giggling. I was like, oh my goodness, stop. You guys are adorable. (laughs) I wish you guys could see it. Uh, But they open up about, you know, Emily shared her story on the stories of hope blog portion of the ministry. And she shared about what it was like to be a single mom. And I knew like, as soon as I read a little bit about Aaron on there, I was like, I have to ask him to come on and share his part. I have to know more about what this was like, what it was like to go into dating with with somebody who already had a child and so young and to get married. And uh, there's just so much to unpack here. And I wanted to know it all. So you guys get ready, sit back, relax. Let's go ahead and dive in. All right. I think we're rolling now. (laughs) I think it's working, you guys. (laughs) You would think I would get the hang of this, but my goodness. Anyways, I am sitting here with Emily and Erin, and I'm so happy to have you sitting here with me today. I would love for you guys to introduce yourselves. For sure. My name is Erin, and uh, I'm really glad to be here, and it's exciting to be on this uh, podcast, having been at the church for so long and here with my wife, Emily, Yeah. uh, just over six years. Married for six years? Yeah. Just over six years. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you guys on here. I mean, I've heard little bits and pieces of your story from you. You wrote Mm -hmm. for the Stories of Hope, right? Yes, I did. Yes. Yes. You were on there. So I got to hear a little bit of your story. But once I read it, I was like, oh, I have to hear more. (laughs) There's got to be more in there. And I was like, okay, not only do I need to have Emily come on and share about her part, but I think it would be really cool to get the perspective of Erin as well. For sure. Yeah, Yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, let's go ahead and have you guys just kind of dive into that. Can you kind of start, Emily, sharing about, you know, the beginning of your story right before you met Erin? Sure. So kind of where it all started was I, after high school, I did a little bit of community college here in Washington. And then when I turned 18, I decided to go to university up in Canada. And I had been there for about a month, or I'd been up there for a while, but I'd been going to school for about a month. And I found out that I was pregnant. And that was the last thing I expected to happen at 18 years old. I went into a doctor's appointment for something completely unrelated and walked out with a positive pregnancy test. Oh my gosh. Um, What was your emotions when, because I'm assuming it was your doctor who was like, hey, you're pregnant. Yeah, (laughs) it was was a really interesting thing because when I went back in from the waiting room, he ran a couple tests for something else. And he's like, oh, by the way, you have a faint positive on the pregnancy test. I was really alarmed and I started sobbing immediately. And he was like, oh, like, well, just remember you have options. You have all these options, Mm, right? And yeah, yeah. Praise God that I felt the way that I did because I had no, I wasn't a believer. I had no moral obligations as to why I would choose life for my baby, anything like that. I just 
it is new. And so I had a lot of pressure to get an abortion. I had actually broken up with my boyfriend the day before I found out I was pregnant. So. Oh my gosh, wow. So from my ex-boyfriend at the time, I'm a lot of pressure from him, from friends and different people in my life who all believed I had so much more potential than... Mm what a baby would offer me, which I know much better now. But (laughs) at the time, I just had this really strong conviction in my heart that there was a purpose behind this child that had been given to me and Mm. I was committed and once Mm. I'd really settled on that I mean it didn't take me long to settle on that decision but I think it was more once people realized I wasn't going to move from my decision I had a lot more support and help I moved quickly back down here and okay it was not easy being pregnant and at 18 I turned 19 just a few months before my son was born and we lived with my parents for quite a long time and Mm. and you know like it took a while but I became a part of this teen parents group where it was actually held at Camino Chapel okay (laughs) Um, yeah And I remember walking in the doors when I was like six months pregnant with my son and thinking for sure I was going to catch on fire. Like I was like, I'm going to burst into flames when I walk in this church door. Because that was my experience at church. All I knew was what I had perceived as judgment and rules and you have to do things a certain way. And Mm -hmm. Yes. Churches in general, not (laughs) our church specifically. No, not at all. Not at all. I had never had any interaction with Camino Chapel prior to this point. I walked in those doors and there was just an amazing group of mentor moms and other young moms like myself. And Mm -hmm. I felt so loved and cared for. And it was through mm. the mentorship and care of these this group that I mm. came to know Christ. Yeah. My son was about two months old. So so how did you hear about that group? Um, a friend say? of mine from high school actually okay. invited me. And it took about six weeks before I finally committed to going because I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I would be the same way. Yeah. I mean, gosh. So how long were you in Canada? I was only I was there only for like four or five months. Oh, um, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK, so four or five months and then you get pregnant. Yeah. New place. Just broke up with your boyfriend. Friend, yep. And then he wants you to have an abortion, yeah. which I think it's awesome that you just had this feeling like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's not even an option for me. That's huge. Yeah. So what what do you think led you to that, to make that decision? I really just think it was the intervention of the Lord, because even to, until that point, even having conversations with different people and things, I would have considered myself very pro-choice. I would have okay. never judged another woman's mm. choice for to have an abortion at that time. I really wouldn't have thought too much about it, but I just knew. I just knew. And, mm. you know, I had, even with so much opposition, so many people trying to mm-hmm. convince me otherwise, I just, I think it almost bolstered me on like, no, like I know I'm making the right choice. And the comments against it were just like, no, I'm, this is what mm. I'm doing. And I really think in that moment, I, I think back to that day when I found out I was pregnant and I remember standing in front of my bathroom mirror and just sobbing mm. and being like, why God, why? And I hadn't talked to God ever, maybe, yeah. maybe like a handful of times prior to that, but just feeling like at the time, I think I, in my head, like I knew that at that point, my brain was like, well, God has done this to me. But mm. now I look back, I'm like, well, he did do that to me. But that was a mercy at the moment. Mm. I didn't feel like it was a mercy. It wow. felt like it like, felt horrible. But yeah, but yeah I really just think it was all him. Wow. Yeah. So when was it that you met Aaron then? So Grayson was born in June. And okay. I was baptized in early September. Okay, wait, we got to go back then because I want to know how you came to know the Lord. Oh, let's, okay. let's go there. <laughs> I guess let's that is start back. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I was attending this group and I remember sitting at, sitting in the garden of one of these mentor moms 
and telling her, you know what, like, I just wish, because she asked me, well, would you ever consider going to church? And I said, well, mm. I don't know. I haven't had great experiences with church. And I said, you know, I just wish there was a group, like, for people my age. You know, there's a youth group, and then they have, like, married groups and things. It's like, I just wish there was, like, a young adults group. And she's like, well, just wait, because yeah. we have one. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anyway, I decided to go, and I remember my, I remember telling people about it, and they're like, you're going to go to a church group, really? I'm like, well, I'm just going to try mm. it. Yeah. And we went and it was a group called The Well at Smoky Point Community Church. And I walked in that night and I had attended youth group a few times when I was a teenager. And I thought a little, like I kind of committed myself to the Lord, but I didn't have any accountability, any discipleship. I didn't have anyone to help me. I was raised in a non-believing family. And this night I walked in and I didn't bring Grace in because I was so afraid people were going to judge me. I didn't know what to expect. And I walked out of the church that night having new faith in Christ, oh, like wow. middle of a song, okay. just had this overwhelming feeling. It wasn't like an altar call moment. It wasn't like I prayed the prayer or anything. It was more just this sense of like, okay, Lord, like I can't deny that you're real anymore. Hmm. Like you are real and you are there. And I don't know what this is going to look like going forward, but I need to be yours. Wow. And that was, wow, an, that huge. was what's in, what's really cool is that was actually two years. So the day before Aaron and I got married. What? Um, so yeah. that on cool. the date. Yeah. So <laughs> our anniversary is always two years prior to my salvation day so that is so cool oh my goodness okay so what happened after that so i wanted to be baptized right away so i was baptized just a couple weeks later yeah and so then within neither one of us really like specifically remembers meeting like if we'd met on a like a certain day like there's no moment what do you remember well we do. I do like to say it was love at first sight, but it was definitely Grayson, not her. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh man. So okay. I finally, I, after that night, I started bringing him every time. Oh, okay. Cause every, well, because I walked in and the first person I told that I had a baby, they're like, "Where is he? You have to bring him next oh, time. We want to meet him." And he was only like two awesome. and a half months old, three, oh, three months old. Oh, so but. sweet. Okay, yeah. so then you met Grayson. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I. I vaguely remember that we talk about just that Emily looked over trying to figure out where her baby was one day and he was mm. randomly in my arms. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's so cool. So how did you guys start connecting and start well, getting the Well, that <laughs> is a, a long story, but we'll keep it brief. Okay. Uh, you know, we I came from a large family. Um, and youngest sister being quite quite younger years, many years younger than me. And so I've always grown up around little kids and okay. just had a love for kids. Um, it was interesting. I also had, had taken a teen mom to prom and there's just something wow. that, I don't know, I just got it, I guess, opened my heart that way heart a little bit. That. So, wow. um, really but cool. I just, I love the, the little kids and Grayson just had a piece of my heart. A while after we had met, we started talking and got closer together and just became really good friends. And it was... Mm. I got friend zoned hard. Oh, did you? Yeah. I don't know. How long was it that? We became friends probably by October of 2012. I realized that I was head over heels Mm -hmm. by December Mm -hmm. and we didn't start dating until July. Yeah. It was probably around that time we went to a young adult retreat together. in March. Okay. Yeah, I guess it was March. And I definitely at that point in time was not planning to date her yeah Um, yeah that was not you know I think I was more uh, enamored with Grayson and uh we were good friends and I didn't I treated her like a sister and but in hindsight that is probably the best thing about how our relationship got off the ground yes I know we'll probably talk about it later but there's challenges involved with coming straight into marriage with children Mm -hmm. and so having a foundation that was non-relational just as a friend's was really important and key. Mm. 
at this young adult uh, retreat, she was head over heels with me and I had resolved and felt like God was calling us to be friends. And mm. so when I said I wanted to talk to her, she was thinking it was going a different direction than it went. <laughs> oh, and uh, I think that was slightly hard on her, but I'll let her explain. Yeah, explain yeah, to me, girl. He was like, I think I said I was going to Panda Express for lunch because we were on our way home from the retreat. And I'm like, you know, the bus pulls in and there's like, we're at a place where there was like six, six different places to eat or whatever. And mm-hmm. He's like, well, I'll go with you. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is my moment. This is the moment. And he was like, totally. I mean, one thing to know about my husband is he is about as deadpan as anybody can possibly be. He's very direct. (laughs) And he was just like, you know, I just feel like I, we just, you and I are going to be really good friends. He's like, but we're just going to stay friends because you're like a sister to me. And I was just like, okay. Oh man. Cried the whole way home. But I was fine. Like that sister comment, like even for guys, when you hear the brother comment, it's like, oh, friend zone. Friend zone. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So what was it? So I look at everything you're saying and I feel like it was, you know, obviously in God's plan for you to really grow and know her son like that's a big thing to step into a marriage with a child and you guys were young mm-hmm. and you know yeah you you obviously didn't have any kids of your own yeah. and so i feel like you really got to build that relationship with him like almost like that father figure so mm-hmm. i think that's huge but where was it that you guys really decided hey let's take this to the next step well, i think emily was ready long before i was oh, yeah. so um, yes you were ready <laughs> she was what ready. took I it for you so, <laughs> um you know i i had started thinking about it but i really wasn't over the fence i was just really praying about it and mm-hmm. you know there's a responsibility when you jump into a relationship with somebody with a child. Right. You know, I think yep. that when I asked her out, I pretty much knew I was going to marry her mm. because one of our friends, pretty much he, he took me aside one day and he said, you need to commit. You either need to leave or you need to stay. Mm. You can't toy with her heart or her son's heart yeah. any longer because that's, that's not going to work. So, but if you are going to date her, you need to be serious about it and... Mm expect that it's going to go the distance because you're not only messing with her heart at that time you're taking a young child that's just over one and you know you'd be playing with his heart and that's that's Mm -hmm. not okay and so we went to a relay for life event together it was uh I don't remember how it all went down, but I definitely left her (laughs) (laughs) well you can tell your side but um you know God allowed us to have conversations that Mm -hmm. I don't think dating we would have had Mm. Um, just about our lives and be authentic and real that if we were dating, we would have probably kept mm. or wouldn't have talked about until we were engaged because the sensitive yeah. nature of it. Wow. And uh, which was all God's timing and just being in a position where we were able to be authentic with each other from day one was yeah. has been and continues to be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I love that. On the 4th of July, he told me he wanted to go do something and we went to Starbucks and got coffee and then we went out to the beach and yeah she wouldn't let me buy I wouldn't let him buy coffee oh and so now and so now hey. part of our tradition is on the 4th of July that we go and pay with my card even Boy, though we have the same money that is so cute <laughs> oh my gosh I love that hey no I'm hearing that more and more like women are paying for more things <laughs> yeah. these days you know well I was just I think part of it for me was mm-hmm. I mean as fun and as cute as it sounds I think part of me I was trying to guard my heart a little bit in the mm-hmm. sense of like well this is not a date like 
I don't know for sure what he's going to say when he takes me out here. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's and true. so I was just like, a little bit of me was kind of putting walls up a little bit and just yeah. being like, this is not a date kind of thing. And I, yeah. mean, I didn't say that. but And yeah. now it's become a tradition. I know. Which I think is so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, know so now. what did dating look like for you guys? Well, um, we had a good, well, so I went to two summer camps as a leader that summer. And then August 23rd. 24th. 24th, I left for Montana to go to college. Oh, wow. And so oh my we gosh. had a very whirlwind month and a half together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which just, he did spend a lot of it gone because he was he was a counselor at camp for, for, two, oh my for two weeks. For Command Chapel, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh and my so goodness. it was, yeah, it was a whirlwind. And then we began the long distance relationship. A lot of surprise 13 hour drives to get home. <laughs> yeah. God was really making you guys work for it. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Especially you, Emily. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my goodness. But no, really. I think it's so cool how you guys just I, I look at how you were almost put in a hard spot. Like you had a child mm-hmm. and he really had to go through those emotions of like, okay, am I ready to step into a relationship with somebody who has a child already? Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool to look at it from your perspective too, is you knew like, hey, I want to trust this guy with yeah. my my child and with me. I think that's huge. So God yeah. definitely pieced you two together. I still <laughs> even see it today. And as you guys are sitting over there, you guys look like high school sweethearts, just like giggling and looking at each other. It's so cool. I just love it. So inspirational. So you guys dated for how long? So we started dating in August. July. July. Yeah. No, I know where you're going with that. Yeah. So that's the only reason I'm correcting you because I know where you're in going. In July. Um, like oh. I said, I went to school in Montana in August. Um, I think I probably was came back every couple weeks or month. Um, it was about a 13-hour drive. The longest we ever spent apart was nine weeks. Yeah. So just over two okay. months. I would wow. leave school after school at three o'clock in the afternoon and I would make one stop and drive till I got home mm-hmm. the next morning. We dated through Christmas and I, I pretty much knew at that point in time for sure we were going to get married, but there's some hurdles to go over, um, mm-hmm. you know, having just with family and everything else that's involved in that. Yeah. I, Emily is the first person I ever dated. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have a kind of a maybe awkward question, but so before you obviously didn't wait before marriage, right. um, did you guys choose together to wait before yeah, marriage? We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Too. We, we made that, a, it was a very clear commitment from day one. Um, yeah. We, and I had committed to that as soon as I had as soon as I committed myself to the Lord. That was mm. something that changed in my heart right away. Yes. I really realized, well, obviously, because I had the real consequences of what yeah. can happen when yes. you don't abstain before marriage, right? Obviously. I had a baby. Yes, yes. Um, but just, not even just that, but just, I mean, I felt like I walked to the Lord with like a totally torn up heart. Like, mm. just because of the choices that I'd made and the people that I'd been with. And I, I knew that the Lord could re- could and was redeeming my story. But at the same time, I also knew that I had a very real responsibility to uphold a new level of commitment to him and what that would look like walking forward in relationships. I think that's huge. That's awesome. You can recommit that promise with God, right? For sure. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So let's talk about the proposal. (laughs) It was epic. It was epic. (laughs) I want to hear it. You tell tell your side first and then I'll tell my side. 
So, unfortunately, Emily had an idea it was coming because... Okay. Well, I think I would have known it was coming well, anyway because... Maybe. Well, I mean, eventually you were going to propose. That's that true. I think every woman has an idea. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have a little bit of an idea. Yeah, she, he did totally surprise me, though. Oh. So, her parents were not technologically... Uh, savvy, savvy enough to manage FaceTime. And so she, <laughs> had to, she had to help them set up Skype oh, my goodness. so I could ask to marry mm. her. And so she had an idea it was coming. I risked my life to go get her a ring in a snowstorm. Mm. Well, Do not I know as that bad story? as my life to come home to propose. So I knew I was going to propose uh, before spring break. And I'd worked mm. out with my teachers to get all my school done a week ahead of time so I could come home a week early from wow. spring break so she wouldn't know. Otherwise, you she would have ready. an idea yes, I was there. You were planning. Wow. And so I wrote all these letters. And I told her we have a spot that any time we'd done anything special, we'd always went to a spot on Camino at this beach where, where, he I, asked me where out. I asked her out. It was our beach. And so I told her that I was going to send her a box of letters. And I wanted her to go to the beach and open them every day on her lunch break because it was between her two jobs. And um, this is like a Hallmark movie or something. <laughs> this is so sweet. And so I got ready to ship the letters in a box, but I couldn't send, I did not send the first letter because. All the other letters were to open while I was home after I had proposed. I just didn't know that. But the problem was <laughs> a snowstorm was rolling in on the passes. Oh, okay. oh, no. So I worked with the person where she was staying, got got a letter to her that day, and I left school the day before I'm supposed to propose, and practically a blizzard sets in. Mm. And it took me longer than normal. Um, I could, at times, I could only see 30 to 40 feet in front of me as I'm driving, just white-knuckling it for like... Were there like semi-trucks turned over yeah, on the road? Yeah, there was 500 <laughs> oh, miles. Man. There's 500 oh miles of snow yeah. on the drive that I went through. Of the 800 miles, 500 miles had snow on the wow. road. Wow. So oh, my goodness. It was... Uh. It was a long drive. It was scare, scary. It was yes. just, it was one of those drives, but I had a good thing waiting for me. So yeah. I, I finally get home <laughs> to my house and Emily calls me and this is like eight. Seven, I think he's in Montana. Yeah. Okay. And so to make this, we always talked every night on the phone. Mm -hmm. So I created and had my Bible study group there do a movie night at a friend's okay. house and put a Facebook post about it and I, and they tagged me in that. Oh my gosh. And then I called wow. her and then I called her and said, "Hey, I'm heading home oh, from yeah. the movie night as I'm driving home." And we talked for like an hour cuz she thought yeah. I was driving home. Yeah. And then uh, so she thinks I'm in Montana still and she calls me and she's like, "My car won't start. It's <laughs> He's broken." He's a mechanic, by the way. Oh, okay. And so yeah, I teach automotive mechanics now oh, okay. as wow. and was it well, that's what I was going to school for and so I'm like, "I know what's wrong with her car. I'm literally 15 mm. minutes from her and she has no idea yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which worked out better in the long run. So her friend brought her to work. And then so I had to loop her friend in. Uh -huh. So I will let you tell the rest. Okay. So, yes, my car wouldn't start. And it really, it was something so minor. And he knew exactly what was wrong. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I had my the... floor mat stuck under my brake pedal. Oh. <laughs> <Clutch> pedal. What? <laughs> oh, no. Or my clutch oh, my pedal. Gosh. Oh, goodness. And so, <laughs> but again, it worked out really well because my friend had to drive me to work. And I had, at the time I was working one job out on Camino Island and one job in Stanwood. And I had mm. one, worked one job on Camino in the morning and then worked in Stanwood in the afternoon. And I had about an hour and a half to two hours-ish, depending on mm -hmm. the schedule for the day, mm -hmm. um, in between to go get lunch or whatever. And that's when he wanted me opening, opening these letters. I'm doing air quotes opening the letters <laughs> during that week. So I fully expected that I, at the end of that week, at the end of those seven days of letters, he was going to be there to propose. So I was like, he's going to propose to me at the end of this week. Right. My car wouldn't start. 
I did not have the best attitude about my car not starting. Mm. Um, and the fact that my friend had to drive me, I felt so bad for inconveniencing her. So she comes to get me for my one job, and she kept stopping at every stop sign to send somebody a text message. Oh, and I was no. like, girl, like, I literally only have an oh, no. hour and a half between this job and my next job. I just need to get to that stupid beach and open this stupid letter oh. so I can get to my next job and not be late. So I get there. You were determined. I was determined. Just be like, I'm going to just open it right here. I like, at, say I was at the beach. But, but he wanted me to call him when I was oh. at there opening the okay. letter. Okay. After I'd opened it. Okay. And so I open this letter and I'm reading through it and I see something that says, if everything goes the way it's supposed to, in seven minutes, you're going to be seeing me. And I was like, that's got to be a typo. It's seven yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just saying that I'm not believing this could yes. be possible, right? And then all of a sudden I look up on the beach and there's like roses stuck into the sand, oh. like creating this like pathway. And then, um, and so I'm like, my friend's like, well, what does it say? I'm like, just hold on, just hold on. Just hold on. And finally, I get out of the car and start walking. And I just realized like, he's literally got the beach like path lined with roses stuck in the sand. And then he's oh, written wow. out like the lyrics to our, our song in the sand with in rocks. In the sand? And, oh, my like, goodness, dude. And at this were... point, it's still not hitting me that he's there to propose. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what is even happening? And I'd only, so there was two things I told oh. him that I wanted for when he was going to propose. I said I did not want it to be public, like no jumbotrons, no baseball games, <laughs> no like concerts. Don't get me up on a stage oh, in front of goodness. thousands of people. And I wanted, I had a friend who was the mentor mom who led me to Christ, basically. I said, she's a photographer. I wanted her there to take pictures. So finally, there was a little red, like, Valentine's mailbox that I'd actually sent to him first for Valentine's Day that he sent back to, or no, I guess you didn't send it back, but you had it with you. Okay. And he had it in the sand, and I opened it, and it had a note inside, and it said, sit down and close your eyes. And so I did, and he comes around and I totally blew it and I not blew it but I was like he's here and like open my eyes like ran to him when I was supposed to just sit quietly and I didn't and at that moment I looked over and saw my friend behind um, a whole bunch of driftwood logs taking pictures and that's when I was like he's proposing oh (laughs) my goodness oh my and we actually hadn't kissed until we we weren't gonna kiss until we were engaged and it was super sweet because after everything it wasn't simply, will you marry me? It was, would you give me the honor of being your husband and being a father to your son? Mm-hmm. And that was just like the most precious thing in the world. Because after everything, it was, that was the commitment. It wasn't, he wasn't just marrying me. It was that we were creating oh. a family together. Oh my goodness. One of the things that we committed to very early on, along with purity was Grayson. We're not going to have Grayson call me dad until we were engaged. Grayson so totally then, defied that, though. Oh, did he? <laughs> Without any prompting of us. I started calling him yeah. dada by, Aww. like, Thanksgiving. So, yeah. But we were trying not to encourage it because yeah. that that in itself was a big was a big mm-hmm. deal. Just mm-hmm. like... It's huge. Yeah. Committing to get married. That's really cool. So yeah. what did... I'm going to fast forward a little bit, but what yeah. did marriage look like? Then for you guys, just getting into that, having a kid Mm -hmm. and just getting married. What was that like for you guys both? Yeah, for sure. It obviously has its challenges. Uh, Coming into marriage alone has challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marriage is not easy, but marriage is is fulfilling and amazing. Um, But not having that time of a year or more of bonding at least nine months usually yeah <laughs> yeah right oh my um goodness. was challenging and there's no doubt you know not having 
if you want to go on a date when you're first married, you know, you don't have to line somebody up normally. Right, so, right. you know, your bed isn't always yours because you wake up with a screaming child in the middle of the night. You know? So right. there was there was challenges, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, like I said, it was love at first sight with Grayson and it continues to this day. So it's been the greatest honor being his father and mm. at times has been challenging, but so rewarding. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any like advice for anybody who might be in the same situation as you guys? Any like Aaron from you? I really want to hear from you. What is some advice you would give a guy who is meeting a yeah. woman who has a kid? Yeah, I, I think that you need to be willing before you begin that relationship to know that be willing to in your heart go the distance with somebody with a child not saying before you meet somebody with a child yeah yeah yeah. and go out with them that you need to be willing to marry that person but you need to be willing to make a commitment like that and a commitment to be a father in my personal belief before you start just dating around especially with somebody with a child Mm -hmm. um especially if you're going to meet the child they view you with how by how you're their mom views you. Mm. And so it's so rewarding. Yeah. Like I said, I can't read it enough that Grayson drew me to Emily mm. and he's very proud of the fact that I loved him before her. <laughs> oh, I'm like, sure. Well, daddy loved me oh, first. Yes. Like, you were right about that. Oh my goodness. And, you know, I'm dad in his eyes. There's nothing. That's all. That's all he knows in this case. His biological dad's not around, but I would say don't shy away from it because yeah. It has been the greatest joy of my life. And I mean, obviously God writes a perfect story, but I couldn't have written mm-hmm. one perfect, more better if I tried. Yeah. And so just because they have a child does not mean to shy away, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, you know, I came into it with having never dated somebody before, but that didn't, like I said, that didn't scare me away and it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you can still have an amazing relationship. And like I said, I've grown closer to God through it. I know Emily mm-hmm. has, I know Grayson has. And so... I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. So don't be afraid, I guess would be the biggest thing I say. Oh, wow. What about you, Emily? What kind of advice would you give a single mom who is starting to date? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing I would say is you want to look at the the trajectory that the guy is on that you're looking at, especially Mm -hmm. as a single mom. I remember when Aaron and I were still just friends the first time I went to his house, I lived close to somewhere that he was working on a car for someone and he asked me to drive him home or asked if I could drive him home. And I said, sure, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm just madly love this guy whose friends owned me hard. And yeah. <laughs> and we walk, I have Grayson. He was, Grayson was about 10 months old at this time, maybe, maybe nine months old. And I walk in the door to his parents' house where they still live now. And his mm-hmm. sister was there. One of the sisters, there's five of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and three five brothers. Sisters. Wow. And the sister, I walk in the door and she walks up to me. I've never met her before. Rips my baby out of my arms and goes and sits with him to go do her homework. And he's like, don't worry. We have a lot of kids around here. (laughs) We're used to them. And and I think like in that, it sounds like it sounds so silly. But in that moment, I'm like, okay, well, first of all, just on a practicality side, like this man obviously has been brought up in a family where it is totally normal to have little kids around and to enjoy Mm -hmm. their company and to want to be with them enough that you're willing to basically steal them out of their mother's Mm -hmm. arms to hold them. Yes. At the same time, um, I watched him as a man, like 100% committed to Christ. He was devoted to the Lord. He had he had grand aspirations of being a missionary prior to meeting me. And mm-hmm. not that like I just came up and like blew up his plans. But right, right. God the, just the Lord changed just plans changed plans a little, plans a little yeah. bit. What was interesting and 
we didn't mention this before, but the teen parents group that I was a part of, he was working with the director to see how he could bless some of these teen moms by working on their vehicles um, to help get their cars running or keep their cars on the road or whatever so they'd have vehicles to transport their kids. And Mm. um, he just had such a heart for people Mm -hmm. and such a heart for the Lord. And so with that in mind, as a mom, like I wanted that for my family. I wanted that for my son. And even if we never had more kids, like right. I wanted that for us. There had been times prior to that where even after having Grayson that I had been on a couple of dates and in some moments of desperation would have thought that it would be okay to settle for somebody who is kind of like, like kind of a Christian or yeah. kind of following the Lord, yeah. go to church every once in a while, just because I so badly wanted someone. But the Lord just made it super clear to me. What was interesting is while we were dating, while we were just friends before we were dating, there were so many times where my heart wanted to just leave that friendship in the dust because I was so tired of just like waiting. feeling yeah. hurt and waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the Lord just made it so clear to me, like just just hang on, like this mm-hmm. is I'm not I'm not done with this yet. And obviously he wasn't he wasn't done. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, so I think that my biggest piece of advice would be don't don't settle um, mm-hmm. just because you want someone just really look at look at the character and the fruit of the person that you're considering dating are they Mm. are they walking with the lord are they just attending church on sunday and then monday through saturday just partying or or doing other things or you know not really giving the lord a second thought what is their what does their life look like are they in fellowship with other believers is there accountability in their life things like that yeah Yeah, that's Uh, huge um, Another thing that I think as a man or even as a woman that you want to look at, you're looking at a family and a family has different responsibilities than just two people married. And so be aware of that Mm -hmm. and be ready for that before you do that. I was was determined and had goals and I knew where I was going to be. And so I felt financially like I was in a place where I could support them. But Mm -hmm. that's something I would say is you know, when you commit to date somebody that has a child, you're committing to a family. And so again, just know where you want to go. It doesn't mean you have to go there, but know you have an Mm. idea. Mm. You know, if you're just playing video games all day long and don't have any aspirations to work, I would, I would say don't do that because that's not fair to them. do that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So true. Oh man, you guys, that is such good advice you're giving. So what is like life like today? Because obviously you have more kids. Yes. So we now have three boys. So we have Grayson who's Mm -hmm. eight and Caden who's five and Nathan who's three. My life right now looks revolving around potty training. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Uh, Living in the bathroom. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I don't miss that phase. Uh, Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) Um, I'm actually a full-time student as well right now. I'm about a year out from completing my degree for being a high school English teacher. Oh wow. Um, That'll be so perfect for you. That makes (laughs) sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I I teach at Skagit Valley College in automotive repair and, uh, Okay. You know, just trying to find time to spend with the family and kids and yeah. you know what that looks like. Previously, I had a job working 60 hours a week, and so I've scaled that back. And mm-hmm. you're just trying to, yeah. um, you know, just build relationships here. And we lead, co-lead a marriage ministry group that we're yeah, currently meeting right. online. And, you know, I think, I think you need to learn to serve, mm. serving yes. in that and taking our experiences of marriage as we don't really think of ourselves as a blended family, but technically we are. And just the challenges that we've went through and Mm -hmm. utilizing those and using those to share with other Mm. marriages. Oh man, that's awesome, you guys. Well, I have to come to an end here. I could sit here and chat with you guys all day, but I have to ask, what does hope mean to you? 
I don't know if this is going to be a blended answer or if you each have your own idea of what hope means to you yourself. Sure. I was actually thinking about this kind of today. I was thinking about the fact that I think it's really awesome that the Lord has given the feeling of hope as kind of a common grace to all people, right? We all have the ability to feel hopeful, Mm -hmm. whether we believe in him or not. But as believers, we get this opportunity to have hope in something that's eternal, right? Yeah. People often put hope in their health or in prosperity or their Mm -hmm. job or um, their finances or their goals. Right. But I feel really thankful that I get to be hopeful of things that that are that, bigger than yeah, that. That can't yeah. that can't ever go away. That yeah. will always be there. Um, that I get to have my hope in Him mm. and mm. and experience that no matter what happens. No matter what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so true. No, and I, I I do completely agree with that. And I think for years, you know, one of an identity and a hope. Not really, I guess the kind of hope I would have was just, you know, not prosperity, but taking care of our family and jobs Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. security. But what I've realized is that God is where it needs to be. And so, you know, I mean, he's called called me into this new job in a way that Mm -hmm. was it was difficult to make that decision because I had put a lot on a steady, secure financial job, whereas taking a drop back, but at the same time, being able to rely more on him and trust Mm -hmm. him has just been an amazing thing. And to truly um, have your hope in God, mm. especially in the world we live in right now. I mean, yeah, if, so if our true. hope is not in God, the world's going to fail us. Right. And so yes. I'm just thankful that Emma and I both have our hope oh, in God. I love that, you guys. Well, thank you so much for sitting down. And I gained so much from this conversation. I know my listeners are going to as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Love sharing our story. I really had so much fun with this conversation and I hope you guys really enjoyed it. But hey, if you know somebody who would like to listen to this episode, send it over to them. I would love to get the word out about the Living and Hope podcast. And I think the best way to do that is having my listeners just share it with others. But thank you so much for tuning in this week and I look forward to next Monday. Have a great rest of your week, you guys.